0: friends it's sarah may and this is an episode called playing dirty it's about when others use manipulation to make you weaker or confused or just off balance this is also known as gaslighting and it's based on a hitchcock film where ingrid bergman was made to feel crazy by her husband So what I am going to talk about is what to do and how to recognize when somebody is intentionally keeping you off balance or pushing your buttons to make you into the bad guy. Because it's a control tactic and it's extremely cruel, not to mention when done over time, it can make you believe you can't trust your own instincts. You will start to lose a connection to your own gut and because you actually can't see the real problem, you can't actually find a solution. So it'll actually blind you to the real dangerous truth of what is happening right in front of you on a greater and greater scale. Because over a long period of time, no matter how rational and confident you start out, eventually you catch the sickness of the manipulative behavior. So long story short, it's dangerous and not cool, and you shouldn't be tolerating it or be around it at all. This is an episode to give you a starting point for helping yourself out of the situation. Without further ado, there are three parts the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. People who intentionally use belittling, inconsistency, rationalizations, mixed signals, and redirection tactics to make you feel less than, mistrusting of yourself, or lost and unsure about the real issue at hand. These tactics usually employ inconsistency in the reactions, in emotions, and in verbiage, and kind of point to something else. So this might start when you raise an issue that you have, something, maybe you get mad about something, and maybe something doesn't feel right to you, or something offends you, and suddenly the other person is pointing at something entirely different, telling you that you have a serious problem, or you look like shit, or they were thoughtfully, you know, or you thought you were thoughtfully trying to raise a concern, and You've thought about this thing for a very long time, but now suddenly this person is saying something that's totally shocking. It comes out of nowhere. So the result is similar to feeling stunned, guilty, and unable to get out of the conflict. You might soon wish you never brought anything up, because suddenly the issue is so much worse than it was potentially going to be in your mind. And you can't seem to figure out how you got to this point. Are they right? Did I do something wrong? I don't think I did that. Well, this is like stage one of the dirty tactic. Confusion, backing off, not fully addressing your need, maybe dropping the problem, and maybe starting to feel tentative about whether or not you can even present your needs. You ended up somewhere so much farther away than where you started. The second stage is what happens when this dynamic occurs over time. So you'll end up building a history of these types of conversations, and they kind of begin to wear on you. Like the circles exhaust you because you're chasing the truth and you can't ever catch it. So when this person points to something new, you almost believe the validity of what they're saying because you've been here before and they just, there is no motive. It doesn't make sense because what they say might actually play upon your fears and insecurities. So they will kind of highlight something that you're afraid is true and it starts to make you doubt yourself. And even if you know rationally that you are being manipulated or that this person is trying to use tactics, it will actually still affect you because this is a person that you care about. I mean, if this person is talking to you and you're around this person, it's somebody that you value their opinion. So that's how it's, it's seeping into you. They can make you feel unloved and the more you endure it, it'll be internalized by you as I am unlovable. It's like you internalize the hurt. The the third stage of the effect of this behavior is when you have forgotten your gut and your instincts are valid. Like you have mistrusted yourself so many times, you've been so confused, and now you're feeling like you're going crazy because none of this makes any sense. I must be wrong. They might even throw out theories to justify the possibility that this is all in your head. They might tell you that you're imagining things, that you always do this, that you always say blank, that they might make up words that you've said that you've never said before. And that's just smoke signals to keep you confused, far away from the truth. I said that? Yeah, we both decided to do XYZ. I Y, Z. I don't remember that. Logically, you will see no other solution because this person... Is supposed to love you. The the motive is missing. So why would somebody who cares about you, who you have chosen to trust, or someone you keep in your life, manipulate you and make you feel like you're losing your mind? There's no reason that they would want to do that. And the reasoning that they create might feel way more feasible. Yeah, I have been stressed out. And yeah, maybe I did say that. So then you start not trusting yourself. And maybe you feel like you are bringing old baggage to this conflict and you should do what they are suggesting. Be more tolerant. Get more rest. Stop being so accusatory, etc. Maybe you were wrong all along. So suddenly you're backing off, staring into space, and trying to retrace your your past experiences to see if you can see what they are saying. Did I? How do I forget that? So this tactic might not show up as this kind of finger pointing it could be something just you know simple inconsistent behavior that makes you not be able to see them so when you believe you are on the same page and somebody does something that you know should be a big deal like you're expecting something to be a huge big conflict but and every bo- bone in your body is like anticipating like this is a big deal this is a big deal we're about to have a fight but then their reaction might be the opposite of what you're expecting or of what they normally do. Or they might not, not even acknowledge there's a problem, which will kind of leave you confused, baffled, like reevaluating what you were originally feeling. Is this something I should be worried about? Is this a big deal? I thought I experienced this thing and yet they're not reacting. So if you're in a relationship with this person and you're noticing these misalignments and that You can't understand why they don't feel certain things that you feel, or they're not reacting the same way as you. The instinct is to want it to be okay, to want the problem to not be a big deal, and so you likely talk yourself out of it. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's cool, whatever. They're just like this. If they're okay, I'm okay. But a person who plays dirty will also alter the intention of what they're saying, as a way to control. So, when they tell you what's wrong with you, they will say it in a way that implies they're coming from love or that they're trying their hardest or that they're the ones suffering, or they will react to your feelings in ways that make you feel like you're acting completely irrational or that you shouldn't be crying at all. You shouldn't feel bad at all. That it's not something that should be a big deal to you. Like, for example, let's say you're extremely upset and this person does something totally inappropriate and you call them out on it and they kind of respond as though they are completely valid in everything they do. Like that you should be, you're crazy for expecting them to not do this thing. So heads up, manipulators will also try to isolate you. The acts are kind of all to get you contained and without anything to ground you to reality. It's to keep you disempowered. So they might tell you that they hate your friends or that your family is annoying or they might immediately express hatred for somebody as soon as you talk about how much you like them. And that's just all to keep you under their control. They also want to keep you doubting yourself and feeling like everything you have is not good enough because that's just another way that they can make sure you're not using all of your help. They will also believe themselves passionately, like they will actually buy their own Kool-Aid because they, they rationalize, the rationalizing their behavior to themselves. They believe their side with such authenticity that you might feel guilty and believe that it's your fault for a lack of trust, that you're the one that's harsh and judgmental. So they might create irrational rules for who they are and how they do things, including what you are allowed to ask of them, and what they will and will not do. And they'll make their rules into their thing. It's just who I am. And although they would never be acceptable under any circumstances in another situation, you might feel powerless to argue or demand what you want because you feel like you have no leverage. So suddenly you're not allowed to ask about where the person is or where they're going, or you're too afraid to bring things up because of this kind of unexpected and bizarre behavior. It can make you feel afraid because they'll punish you or you'll end up getting their affection cut off or you'll end up in an endless discussion. So you might choose to take the easier route. As a rule, Manipulators also try not to show how they're feeling or what they're thinking about. Like it's almost like invisible. You won't know how to read them. Their body language will be confusing and what they say and do will send different messages. So when when you are, when, maybe when they're saying something nice, they might be acting physically cold. Or when they are saying something that implies they feel a lot of emotion, they might be acting out the actions of a person who feels nothing at all. Like things just don't line up. And so it feels like you're, it, you're the crazy one and it's all because of you and they don't love you enough or maybe they just don't even like you because you're not good enough or maybe you're losing your mind. You can't tell up from down. So in summary, the end result of all of their behavior is you not trusting yourself. Something doesn't feel right and it doesn't make sense. Huh? What just happened? Why is this so confusing? Why is this so hard? Maybe this is all in my head. I must be totally crazy. Which brings me to part two, the why. Well, it's not about you. It's because of how they feel inside and whether or not they are capable of dealing with that in a healthy way. There are some different motives behind the dirty tactics, but all of them revolve around a desire for power and control. Someone feeling powerless and resentful of your power next to them, or someone wanting to stay hidden and elusive so they can control you, Or someone wanting to keep you off balance because they don't want to be attacked and they want to retain a power position, so they keep you looking in the wrong place. The motive at play is what you want to try and discern because it will show you whether or not this person is dangerous and sociopathic, aka whether or not they are able to feel guilt and empathy for you. So I'm going to talk about some of the kinds of dynamics so you can start to make sense of your situation. Uh, I've got probably nine or ten. I actually don't know. There's a lot of bullets. Okay, first one, childhood damage. A common cause of this is a person's damage from childhood. They have suppressed a part of themselves, and they hate a part of themselves, the part of them that feels needy and vulnerable. So this suppression must be defended fiercely, like a bully that's saying, get away, get away, but using smarter tactics, and ones they might employ from a place of denial. And because the feelings are so intolerable to them, they want to believe their own lies. Almost like they have this alter ego who's so right and just so confident. So the damage can be caused by either an early traumatic experience or the way they were parented. So if their parent gave them the tools and support to feel painful feelings and know what to do about them, or if they were forced to stuff them away from view. This is kind of a deciding factor. If the parent was abusive, or if they were neglected, a child might adopt ways of getting love and care. Trying everything possible. Manipulating using their body, charm, emotions, whatever it takes. How they feel becomes like a tool for survival, and it's not like a weakness that makes them feel vulnerable. They just use it. So this is when a person becomes versed at manipulation. And then they can practice this kind of permanent state of invisibility, like you can't read them. When they are at their resting state, you might have no idea what they are thinking, where they are mentally, or what their motives are. And that is just something they have adopted over time. Because they are, in truth, calculating. They are always deciding what they need to do to get the most out of the situation. How they will get others to give them what they want. Which is usually more power and adoration. So the damage of childhood is foundational and if it's severe, if it's like something like um, in the first five years of life, like if a kid was neglected and their mom does not come when they cry, if they don't have that initial um, bond in, in like the very first stages of life, that is how people like grow up without the wiring necessary to feel empathy and guilt. And that is when a person is capable of a ton of harm. I'm talking about narcissists and sociopaths. When a person cannot see how you feel and cannot feel for you, it does not hurt them when you cry or when you're in pain. And they seem to encourage you to feel bad for them, or they don't want to feel for you, but they want you to feel for them. And they can say things that are extremely hurtful to you, and they won't It will be nothing to them. So there's a very strong likelihood that they have uh, one of these personality disorders if this person seems to have no limit to what they will say to you. Like you're like, how could you say that to me? And that can't be cured. The damage was done at a developmental stage. So if you have any kind of inkling that they might be one of these personality disorders, run away. Next bullet is parent mirroring. So if a person has a parent who is manipulative, they will, they, there's a chance they could be now unconsciously borrowing the methods of the parent. Because no matter who you are, you will resort to the tools that you have seen used before. And most of those are just by your parents because it's who shows us our original framework for how to behave. So in a couple, you've seen a parent employ a thousand different tactics just witnessing them around you as a kid. So if you've seen something done before, it's kind of automatically going to be the thing you do. You won't even notice it really. That's why most people are terrified they're becoming their parents. It's because they actually are acting out what they've witnessed as this is how you become an adult. Next on my list, powerlessness. So another cause of painful feelings is just feelings of Sorry, another cause of manipulation is painful feelings of powerlessness. And usually it's brought out by intimacy, like a relationship that grows closer, whether with time or with a milestone. Like maybe you move in together or you get married, and suddenly this person will feel overwhelming vulnerability. And the tactics are desperate attempts at grabbing for power, like a cornered animal. This person is threatened, and they're full of unbearable feelings of weakness and insecurity and they can't look at those feelings or deal with them like normal people. Why? Because the feelings were intolerable to them at an earlier age because it threatened their survival. So when we stuff away pain and we choose to block it, it's because we are at an age when we need to be able to function. And having this weakness is impossible. We can't deal with it. So we abandon this part of ourselves and we suppress it. And we believe that it doesn't exist anymore. Like it's not who we are. Like, "Mm, no, I never get sad. I never cry. That's not true. It's just that's a suppressed part of you. And it will live there deep down below the surface. And then we will compensate for the feeling by adopting an opposite personality trait. So if you stuff the feelings of, Emotion and vulnerability, you will maybe portray an irrational authoritarian persona. But conversely, you will look for others who embody the part of yourself that you cut off. And it's what they want to provoke in others to re- reaffirm their current self. So you will provoke somebody to be needy if you are suppressing that part of yourself. Next bullet is triggered baggage. So there are some major baggage triggers for everybody. And that's just things that set off certain times in our life, like when you get married, when you have kids, when you have a change in intimacy, when you have moments of achievement or somebody else has achievement or you feel like you have not achieved, like you've lost some success because that's tied to parents and self-worth, major health shifts or independence of a partner. Like if your partner suddenly exceeds and changes, it can catalyze all sorts of tr- like triggers. So if this wasn't a problem before, and now you're feeling like suddenly you met a new person and they're doing weird, dirty taxi- tactics to you, and you just can't understand what happened, it could be that it just came out because of a certain life milestone. And it's just um, because a particular trigger will tie back to the original source of a person's feelings of powerlessness. So for example, when you get married, early family issues come out. You might begin to act like your parent or conversely, attempt to act opposite the dysfunction of your parent by going far in the other direction. So in that process, the negative acts that are coming out are actually directed at the parent, but they're acting them out onto you. So if they have a lot of rage towards you, it's actually probably for the parent. That they're angry at still. So it's like a way for a person to come to terms with their original problem, like they are unconsciously trying to recreate the conditions so that they can make them right and work them out. But the behavior will be manipulating you into assuming the role that's opposite their self perception. So if you guys have an uneven relationship and you start to get stronger or more confident, Manipulation is a tactic to return you to a submissive state and reset the previous balance of the relationship, a.k.a. keep the old bond safe. Next bullet, unconsciousness. So, sometimes people are just unconscious. Like, they are disconnected from the depth of what is happening because they are afraid to look. Like, they live in the surface. They live in the brain and the ego and in stress and job and busyness. And that's just because they're afraid to feel. They don't want to go there, they don't want to go deep. So, it's like they're hiding from reality by staying wrapped up in their own idealized version of their identity. Like, no, I'm a go getter. And they're rationalizing everything they do with that identity. Like maybe they perceive themselves to be uber successful, uh, never weak, a power player, know how to keep things cool, and that'll be like the reason they never go into "I'm sorry, I'm I was a jerk yesterday." Like that's just not part of their mo. So they will convince themselves that they know what's best, and they're just you know smart, driven, cool, whatever it is, and going about whatever they need to to stay on top, but. In reality, it's they're running away and they're using, using manipulation to maintain this dream state. Next bullet on my list, low self-confidence. So this is a really common one. Sometimes people have a lot of self-loathing and they are hurting and inside and then they hurt you as an expression of their own internal hate for themselves and anybody who loves them. So a good way to think about this is like a pair of goggles. Like how people treat others is a direct translation of how they feel inside. So self-hating people treat everyone around them with hate, especially those who highlight how low they feel, like the happy or confident. So you might find this comes out when you are successful or happy. It's like whenever they see your happiness, the inner demons are lashing out and uh, punishing you or like pushing you down. So this person hates that They feel this way. They don't want to feel that way and they might try to ignore their feelings and therefore they're eking out sideways in passive aggressive ways. It's like they are in denial that they feel this way. That's why sometimes the manipulation feels so invisible. Next bullet on my list, intolerable to emotions. So they might also be acting out because they simply don't want to feel the way they do and they are so jealous that you are happy and strong. They don't want to feel what they feel and it makes them feel scared and uncomfortable. So a way to make it more tolerable is to put it onto you, to say it's your fault that they are feeling this badness. It's because of you and you are bad and you should be punished. You're the one that's doing something wrong to make this person feel this way. And this dynamic is called projective identification. And it's something that will make a person actually believe you are the one at fault. Like, you are the one that's torturing them. It's like a a self-induced hallucination, and it's like a logic that's born out of desperate denial of something that makes them feel worthless and afraid. So regardless of which category your sitch falls into, it's not cool. You don't deserve it, and you can't tolerate it. Which brings me to ways I want to empower you. Part three, the tools. Tool number one, know thyself. Whatever they are, know where your truth lies. Know your own motivations. Get to know the truth of who you are. And I mean literally write it down. Let these things be a beacon of light when you are in the midst of being attacked by manipulation. So for example, a truth that you are trying very hard to come from love. That your heart's in the right place. That you want to do what's best for both of you. That you are committed to the truth. That you are completely 100% um, coming from honesty. So all of these are truths. And let them be grounding for you. Know that they exist. No matter what someone else says you're doing. Or that you're really doing. Or that what sounds like you're doing. Whatever it is. Don't listen to anything that betrays what you know to be true. No matter what they think. You always have your truths whether or not they accuse you of something, detach with love and stick to your guns. Like, just remind yourself of your own intentions and that you are coming from love and let the rest go. It doesn't matter. You have to just accept whatever they're going to say and hold tight to what you know about your yourself, your true self. I recommend writing it on a little piece of paper, keeping it in your wallet, also on your phone, but those are your truths. It's the first one. Number two, Detached with Love. This is from every single 12-step program in the world. It's a great one, but this is for, it's in a thousand books. But quite simply, you can always completely be kind and loving and still cut off contact from a person that's hurting you with love. It's not uncaring or selfish for you to protect yourself from dysfunctional behavior. It is actually loving and healthy And it's a way for you to start to become healthier, which is actually good for all people in this situation. So in a moment when you are feeling like I'm abandoning this person and they're telling me I'm an asshole, it's like, nope, you're detaching with love. All you have to do is tell somebody you love them, but you cannot be around them because it's hurting you. And then just let go of whatever they say. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility to make them believe differently. You are always allowed to protect yourself. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. number two number three draw a straight line so this is like kind of a visualization i guess but in those moments when you're like is this person manipulating me i can't tell are they coming from a good place this doesn't make sense to me maybe they are telling me the truth now really this story has changed and now i can't tell where they're coming from so this is the tool draw a straight line the truth is simple the truth will always be kind of evident Things will make sense. If the dots are not connecting, there is a reason. So do not allow yourself to will yourself into believing something said. Only base your judgments on the truth, the concrete evidence of what you know. So, in those moments when this other person is making you feel confused or conflicted or frustrated, or wait, what? What was that detail you just told me? When things don't add up, there is a reason. When people mean something and they're being honest, it's not hard to tell. It's not confusing to understand motivation. Everything is pretty basic and evident. You'll be able to see the cause of something. You'll be able to re- relate to it. So if things aren't making sense, or you find yourself trying desperately to understand the reason behind something, or fill in missing blanks, there is an, a very good reason that this doesn't add up. And that's because something is missing and something is wrong. In those moments, remind yourself to step back and draw a straight line from the actions you have perceived and only those actions. So if this, if this person is doing all this, what does that mean? This is inconsistent, what does that mean? A straight line to that would be, this isn't true, and something's wrong, and I don't know what it is, but I don't trust it. If those actions and the behaviors don't point to a person who is aligned with what they are saying, If things don't seamlessly connect, there's a reason because something is not true. It shouldn't be complicated. It shouldn't be confusing. It shouldn't be hard to understand why someone does something. Step back and detach with love. Tool number four, smile and step away. And so this is for if you are in a situation with a narcissist or a sociopath. And this is actually from um, The Gift of Fear, which is a stalker training program. (laughs) It's very helpful to know though because if somebody is manipulating you and you know that they have a lot of power over you and you can't almost trust yourself when you're around them because you know like how much they can control you, smile and step away. And basically that means like deflect. Don't engage. Distract. Say like basically in whatever words, look over there or I'll be right back or oh I'm sorry. No, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to. Just smile. Don't clue them in as to what Is in your head. Don't give any clues as to how you are feeling. You want to get as much distance as possible. You want to give them nothing to use on you to control you. Nothing. As little information as possible because they will try more and more tactics to keep you under their control. And in the face of that, you just got to keep distancing, cut off as much contact or access to your thoughts as possible. So, in closing, I want to thank all of my monthly sponsors for sticking with me. I really appreciate you so much, and you're awesome and amazing, and I know sometimes I don't have enough time to post, and it's partly because I'm building a new site. Spoiler alert! It's going to be awesome. And I'm writing up some new stuff for my album. The breakup album. Enough excuses. Anyway, I want to say thank you to my newest sponsors, Steve and Kelsey. You guys are fucking rad, and I'm stoked. Thank you so much. (sighs) Anyway, in closing, if you are in a relationship with a manipulator, I want you to listen to this hard. It's not enough that you love someone and it's not enough that they love you. They must demonstrate that they are capable of being loving to you. So if you are dating a person, I want you to look at how this behavior feels to you whether or not it hurts you and makes you feel desperate and alone and powerless like you have no way out. Because you don't deserve this and you shouldn't tolerate this or rationalize it away. It cannot continue and you do have power in this moment. You're just unable to use it because you have been manipulated into a position of inaction. You think you can't go there. You think you shouldn't go there because it's not that bad. It's not that serious. Or you might say to yourself, but they wouldn't listen or they'll just say no if I ask. You always have a say and it's your job to use your say to get yourself into a healthier place. And you have to regrow your, your connection to your gut because it's telling you that this is wrong. Whatever you are feeling is valid. Whatever you want from somebody is valid and no one can talk you out of it. No one should tell you that that is wrong. No matter how much you love them or they love you, they are not allowed to talk you out of your needs. And you don't have to concede. So when things are difficult, you just need some better help and support. And you need to remember how much sway you hold because you are the other half of this relationship. Just remember, just because you can't see a solution from where you are right now, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means you have to look harder and you have to go farther. You have to mean it more. And maybe to get there, if you're not there now, you just have to get some more outside help and you have to try something new, a new source of help. Maybe go to therapy, get a new therapist, or talk to more friends about it because you can change everything in your life, including this relationship, just by changing yourself. So, if this person is doing this, you can wield the power of access to your body, mind, and soul. You get to set the boundaries for how you are treated. And you can and should remove access to yourself if you're not being treated appropriately. And once you really mean it and you realize how much control and power you have in this situation, and you really align your actions with somebody who means it and you take the appropriate actions, some big And painful and difficult change happens. Major change can happen. But you have to go there. You have to mean it. And you have to say, I am not going to tolerate this anymore. And this is over unless you change. And you have to fucking mean it. You need to accept that you cannot control the outcome. And that you have to do what's best for yourself. Because otherwise you're going to perish. It's going to destroy you slowly. Going to erode so much of your spirit and your soul. This is not your job to accommodate them. Your job is to take care of yourself and your relationship by doing whatever it takes to get to a good place. Even if it seems impossible or like you're walking away from something that you couldn't live without, and that's just fear, you've got to build a wall to force the impossible change to happen. You have to mean it that much. Because that is actually a very profound confrontation where the actual dysfunction can be seen for the first time. It's forced into the light of day. So when you draw that line and you point to the issue and you refuse to look away from it, it's like suddenly there becomes no other alternative than to look at it honestly. And that's when you can actually, both people can, can realize what they're truly capable of. And most of the time, when people are faced with that wall, it gives them an opportunity for the first time to do the work, to confront their shit and grow. And it's only because that wall is there. It's like, wow, I finally have no other option and I have to figure out all this crap that's inside of me. It's like a gift. It truly is a gift to them. So if you live with a sickness eventually you will get sick. And even if you are outside the behavior now, the longer you subject yourself to it without getting tools to help yourself or going to a help group, getting outside support, the sicker you will get. You will just lose your balance. You'll lose a connection to your gut. You won't know when things are getting worse because you'll have ignored all of these bells that are going off in your gut. So just remember, you have to take care of yourself first. Remember the airplane card. Put your mask on before you help somebody else. If you really love this person, you need to be grounded and aware of reality. You need to stay balanced. So take care of yourself and your sanity first and foremost. Whatever you do moving forward, just let it come from love and truth and not from fear. Fear will never drive you to the right place. So just let go of what is out of your control. Speak from a kind and loving place and take care of yourself. Respect yourself and respect your needs. Do not tolerate behavior that is less than. Do not allow another person to hurt you. And in those moments when you can not can see that they're in pain and that they're filled with hate and you care about them, detach with love. Walk away while stating your needs and who you are and own your heart. Just know it's there and then no one can talk you out of it. Let go of what they believe or they tell you to believe because no one else is allowed to make you feel anything you don't decide to feel. You can and will take care of yourself and you can and will learn to hear your own voice again loud and clear. So just rebuild that bond one day at a time with you and never mistrust your gut again because your gut is always speaking the truth. It will take you exactly where you need to go and that truth is always valid. It's the most valuable and important voice you have in this life. So honor it, honor yourself, and good luck. So I hope you enjoyed this, and if it helped you, please share it with someone you think might need it. Don't forget to smile.